Hey everybody, welcome to the 3129 Podcast, this is your host Ty, and Marquise, what's up? We're glad that you could join us for another episode, we are hoping that you're liking what we're putting out there for you all. Hope you enjoy. So, um, today's episode, we're going to just hop right into it, we've talked about this a lot of times, but we want to share it with everybody now and get some feedback on it. So we believe that as gay black men, that a lot of the spaces that we occupy are overly sexualized and just sexually charged in general. Even if you're coming into a space that you just want to go out and just have fun, mingle, meet people, it has become difficult to one, find those type of spaces, and then two, to interact with people in any space almost because of the just feeling of either you're on the hunt or you're somebody else's prey so am i explaining that clearly to people or do you just want to maybe clarify a little bit more um well i think that's pretty clear i mean i think that like essentially like if you go to even like a house party if you go to a even if you go to a bar Sometimes you just want to have a human interaction. You don't necessarily want to be planning it if you're going to fuck with us. Um, and I think that sometimes, even just like going to malls or shopping spaces, if you interact with another gay person, it's like, oh, if I don't want to bang you, and I don't really want to interact with you in any, in any avenue at all. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a space specific thing. I think it's in general, gay men aren't ever given <coughs> the chance to just make friends, build fellowship, be on sports teams. Like we just don't get the chance to socialize the same way straight dudes do so whenever gay men do interact it's like oh this is a potential sex person oh no it's not Uh, okay get away from me and i just feel like we need to somehow figure out a way to like just plain and simple socialize that's beyond sex so what do you think has led to this over sexualization within our communities um Homosexuals being oppressed by heteronormative social constructs and constructs. Like, I mean, I, it might be different for the kids these days. I don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm born and raised here, but I remember in my high school there was like a gay group, and it was only maybe like five or six. I wasn't a part of it because I, I felt like too white. But also, I also felt like I didn't want to be one of the gay kids in my school. I wanted to be Marquise and Captain Soup, like these. Um, so that's an interesting question, then, because we always talk about this, but I wonder if it's the same generationally. So I think one of the reasons that we do exist in these over-sexualized spaces is it wasn't necessarily as accepted or um, open to be gay so you would still have a lot of dudes who would do a hookup mm-hmm. but they wouldn't necessarily want to be you know in a relationship with a dude mm-hmm. 
or they might want to fucking leave and they don't want anybody to know about it. So a lot of our interactions were specifically designed around sex. And like, you know, we started with the party line and it evolved up to the various websites and apps. And it got to the point that we weren't really given a space to be both sexual and human. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Whereas, you remember when OkCupid okay came out, we would go on OkCupid okay and just have the same guys that are on Jack. But on Jack, they're saying, I want you to fuck me, bust me open, dot, dot, dot. And on OK Cupid, they're saying how I just want to go on walks and enjoy a nice dinner mm-hmm. and a nice movie. And it's not to say that those two different things aren't both true, but you're not given the opportunity to show how uh, expansive you are as a person. Like, you don't get the opportunity to, to go on dates. And I think that's part of the socialization piece of it. I think as straight people you have anywhere that you want to go in the world to a interact market, with a library school work everything interact with each other not even just on a I want to date you but just interact with regular other people on yeah. a regular basis so it's, it's safe for you to just interact but in a lot of those same spaces if you are open enough about your sexual orientation there, there's still segments of people who will not interact with you so that that already limits your friendship or your just your social circle. Well, I was going somewhere a little different with oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I okay. think that because we don't have as many opportunities to just meet mm-hmm. the number of gay people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> like to just become friends with, mm-hmm. to socialize with, on just a regular basis. That when you do find somebody that is gay or that is bisexual, that whatever it is that y'all are clicking with each other, and you find them attractive, then it's like, well, yeah, I might as well shoot my shot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I get as a single, well, I'm not single, but like, I get as a single person, um, you are always looking to maybe date or hook up or whatever it is, but again, there are limited spaces in which you can do so. Mm-hmm. So you go out to a club on a Friday night and you drink alcohol it's like okay this is already an overly charged space mm-hmm. and it's the mindset of I'm gonna go here to actively seek somebody out I don't know if people still just go to the clubs for that with all the apps out but I think there's just a limited amount of spaces for us to engage mm-hmm. in just conversations about other things or get together and have it truly be about just us getting together because we want to fellowship. Now, clearly it happens. I have a lot of friends that I know, mm-hmm. but I feel like... And honestly, I feel like we are not typical. I feel like most of us have a significant amount of friends that are gay, bi, so forth and so forth. Where I feel like I talk to a lot of guys who are my age like on, on apps and stuff and they're like, oh, I don't have any gay friends. I feel like I have talked to people on Twitter sucks like i have a whole you know squad of friends who are all gay you know who i can you know talk to i have shared experiences with and i feel like i don't think that's typical i think part of that could be again the over sexualization thing a lot Mm -hmm. of people are meeting people and fucking them yeah and or not fucking them right away but trying to be their friends so that they can fuck them later Mm -hmm. (coughs) so they're not building an honest friendship they're building it off of attractions Mm -hmm. or 
disguised intent behind their feelings. Yep. So there's always this feeling of just waiting for that one opportunity to counter. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Or it could be a space where you might have been rejected by the person. So it's not like you are really their friend because you want to be their friend. It's like, well, I'll settle for your friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that well, that could be a separate conversation we could talk about because then I'm about to go down the whole rabbit hole with that. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think that um, just there needs to be more outlets. Mm-hmm. I think there's also needs to be more just conditioning. Like, oh, absolutely. When we went to more parties together, you know, there'd always be groups of people. So you'd have say a cluster of three to five mm-hmm. friend groups. Oh yeah. So you'd have ten clusters of three to five friend groups. People would socialize within their groups. You might float to the next bubble over if you know somebody. Mm-hmm. But it's again always that feeling of if I approach this person not feeling of the experiences have been just trying to make casual conversation with somebody it's like the feeling towards the response is very cold mm-hmm. very like up hey mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very performative yeah very because people are watching so everyone has to maintain a certain I think this this air of I'm just like I'm I'm disengaged. I'm not. Everybody wants that. Yeah. So. But like, I don't put any effort because I'm so bubbled. But yeah. But even if it's not, I'm trying to holler at you again. It's just like going to again spaces where there are straight people. Mm-hmm. You can float amongst all the different people out there, have conversations because mm-hmm. it's not the. I mean, you know what? Maybe I'm talking about as a male because women may feel yeah. opposite. They go out to these spaces. But even that, I feel like women would talk to each other. Yeah, in okay. these spaces and create safe spaces for each other. Like, if I went to a house party with 20 straight people, people would definitely be on the hunt. Absolutely. But it wouldn't feel the same as when I go to a gay space with 20 gay people. I agree. But, I mean, that, that could also be because it's more the other than the exclusive of the straight club. But, and I'm not trying to, you know, negate what you're saying. I completely agree. Um, I want to about the conditioning part um i had a conversation the other day that someone was like not upset but they were kind of like they were talking about apps and how they basically got rid of apps because they would be on (coughs) genuinely looking for friendship and they would continually be cursed at or yelled at or so forth and so forth because they wanted to have fun and i was like well and they were like, the, the one guy was like, I don't think it's the design of the apps. The design of the apps is, you know, they're for more than just that. But the conditioning is, these are sexual apps and that's it. Regardless of what you want, even though your profile might clearly say only friendship, fuck that, these are apps for sex and you shouldn't be here unless you want sex. That's a conditioning thing. But at the same rate, I feel like the... There, there sh- should and could be spaces that are completely for sex. And then there should and could be spaces that are open-ended. And there should and could be spaces that are pr- purely for friendship or dating or etc. etc. And I think that's more to the point earlier. There needs to be more spaces. I agree that, yes, it is a conditioning thing. But I also think that, like, there just generally needs to be spaces that are designed for specific things. And we should be okay with that. So the question then becomes, is it that there is a level of just over-sexualization in the spaces we occupy, or it's just we're taking advantage of the time and spaces that we have, but because they're so limited, 
then it just may seem like it's an over-sexualization of these spaces. I think because they are so limited, people want to get the absolute most out of it, which is, oh, the most beautiful person in their opinion, having a really amazing moment in the nut. everyone just rams in it right away. You might have a really good hangout with a really cool hot, you know, guy and then have really good sex. Might be a one time deal, but that night might have been like, that was a great, great night. Okay. So I guess I think about like we talk about the talk of the streets, the faces, cats in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Comparing that to a club. Like in my mind, and this according to what I believe the talk of the streets supposed to be is it was supposed to just be a mellow, chill spot for everybody to come together. It was specifically not supposed to be a club feel, mm-hmm. a chance for everybody to mix, mingle, talk, etc. Mm-hmm. But almost every single time I went to Chocolate Mixer, it felt like, again, that same energy of a club. the club and everybody's on the hunt. So Did you think that was a spatial thing? Like that's that, what I was about to say. Like so the specific think place of that was not designed for... <coughs> So that's what I'm about to ask. Do you think that the spaces are what causes the outcome? So, for instance, nice to have more of my get-togethers at my house. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I was a host at Floating, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that the energy at my get-togethers were all about somebody just trying to hook up. Now, I know a lot of people did meet people and exchange numbers. Mm-hmm. But I felt like as the host, I was also intentional about making people mix and mingle. Mm-hmm. I would break up people who said they're friends. All right, you go over there and talk to them. I'd bring new people over. Mm-hmm. I was intentional about sparking something other than just the you talking to people that you came with. Mm-hmm. So I think in but my I mean, mind, I was creating a space that wasn't just mm-hmm. about sex. I think that's why people still always ask when I have my next get together. Mm-hmm. But you used to come to those. So what do you think about how they were? I mean, I think that they were just decent house parties. I mean, I guess that's how I was supposed to be. Like, all the house parties I've liked have been like that. Um, but I think a house party is different than a mixer. Um, or, uh, well, let me hop in with that then. The other 50- let me clarify. When I say mixer, I mean specifically the chocolate mixer. As an event that someone's renting a space out. I think that that in and of itself, if you can't control the physical space of design, presents a problem. And that's a very city, Philadelphia, black entrepreneur specific problem. Um, versus if you have a house, like a you host house party, which are very different, you know, avenues. I but push- I get what you're talking about as far as creating the atmosphere. I would push back slightly because we had the other 51 in the city. Mm-hmm. And the other 51, we had a monthly um, happy hour. Mm-hmm. And it was at a bar. Mm-hmm. It was alcohol and food. It was open to whomever wanted to come. And again, it never felt like a party that people were coming to to specifically come and try to hook up with somebody. And I think that was because we were also very intentional with how we curated the space, how we got the word out about what we were doing. The people that came, it was a very diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, as it grew, more and more people came 
because it was one of the few spaces that they could actually come and meet other gay people that weren't trying to fuck them. I don't have a rebuttal to that, <laughs> but that pushback was great. Uh, so is it that the spaces that are created here for us primarily are catered to the, the sex club space? Energy? Yeah. I mean... I guess it's the most profitable space. I was space. literally about to say, that's where the money is. That's literally what I was about to say. Um, I mean... So what do we do? Like, if we want to but, be able to get together as a that's, group... I think that goes back to conditioning. <coughs> because I refuse to believe you can't make money if you get a, a space where people are like, hey, you can come, fall back, chill. It's going to be a great space. There'll be great people. You can have great conversations. There'll be good drinks, good food. I refuse to believe you can't get a turnout for that. So... But we have that stuff. And, like, for instance, when we used to have... What was that place that became something new every month in the neighborhood? And we would go for martinis or something right on the corner. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like three different bars. Although they're always the same color inside of it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, and it was always like, you know, fashionable. But uh-huh. that space also created a very chill vibe. It wasn't a sexual. I disagree. I disagree. About that, sexual vibe piece? Yes. Oh, maybe we, I went there for the yeah, happy hour was, piece of I it. I think that was just your circle that you just happened to interact with. But I think that, that was also a good example of it because it was a happy Maybe that's what it is, the timing. Because ours was a happy hour right after work, and that was a happy hour right after work. And that was still a very sexually charged day. Yes, but what I'm saying is maybe because it was earlier, you still had people who were just coming to kick back from work and just relaxing and just say, oh, I'm hey, relaxing before I go out to the club later on tonight. So maybe having like that professional space, and I don't want to just throw professional loosely, but maybe having it be like catered to the like just come in and relax after work crowd of people i mean i think that that specific bar already had a whole culture involved with it of being a lounge versus a bar um but i don't think that bar or any other city bar was remotely like no i'm not saying they were like what i'm saying is i feel like the time of day they were happy hours so I'm saying maybe coming to an event during a happy hour time frame changes the energy of it. Because, again, it could be I'm coming from work and I, people I, might I, not be, especially if you. it's on a Friday and you plan on going out that night anyhow. But I feel like those spaces, like that bar, I could have conversations there with black people. It wasn't ever a time I went there and I couldn't just have a random ass conversation with somebody and it just be that like we weren't trying to holler at each other it was just like oh hey good to talk to you alright well have a good rest of your night and I think that's back when we used to have like the first Friday so we might like drink there hang out and then go to wherever the place is later so maybe again that the, the, the curation of the space and the intention of the people hosting the event, I think maybe is a big part of it. I agree. Um, But that goes back to earlier of you just need to have options. You just need to have spaces created. Whether they're physical spaces or apps, those are spaces created. Okay. So I guess it goes back to the question yet again for the second time now is are we saying that people were actually over-sexualized then? Because it kind of sounds like we're saying 
No, but when you only give somebody a chance to go out once a month, and that's the only space you have for this number of people to come together and shoot your shot, people are coming to hunt. Yeah, so that's over-sexualized because they don't have a lot of options to do other things. Okay, so that's what it is. Yeah. So that's why there's an over-sexualization because when it don't comes have another, to... Another op- enough options to do other things, to be more explorative of your sexuality. Interesting. And I think that's a whole other topic because it's like, you know, the gay white people, they have all the different subcategories of bars yep. as they used to. Mm-hmm. That you go to, like, the underwear, the leather, the this, the that. And even just, like, even just gay social, like, there's gay baseball and gay choirs and so forth and so forth. They're all occupied by white people. Yeah. And so, I think like, there's just not spaces for people of color who happen to be gay. And I think that's... They feel safe in. That's what's missing. And it's, yeah. like, the space to do other things collectively. Yeah. On a regular basis, mm-hmm. like coming together every week for a baseball game, coming together every week to sing, coming together to go hiking. Yeah. So. To design clothes together. How do? Who is it on to do those things? I mean, the the members of the group of of that community, but. So you sounds like we need the other fifty one again, because I mean I feel like that was kind of what we wanted to do. We wanted to create a space that was different from a lot of the other organizations. So the other fifty one was an organization that I started in two thousand and ten, two thousand and nine. It was uh, specifically for LGBTQ Black people in the city of Philadelphia to learn, educate, entertain, inform, and just be more active overall in the city of Philadelphia, having a space where we can come together and party and talk get together and do service um, for the community. Like we did a gift giveaway for the kids who were in foster care, mm-hmm. etc. But I think um, having it on meetups.com, like that was how we got a lot of our people out there. People that was also, I think, another way that we got a different audience because the meetup wasn't something else. Like meetups has a, a very diverse group of people using it, at least plural. So maybe that needs to be a question that we pose to people who are listening. If we were to revive the other 51 or something similar to it you know would y'all support would y'all come out to our events yes COVID is happening but you know we could do some socially distant safe things but now that we're talking about it I'm really thinking that it might be time to do something with the other 51 again what do you think sure that, that wasn't very enthusiastic but I'll take it I mean I didn't mean it to be a lackluster answer I, that's an agreement Okay, so I guess now we've come to a couple of things. One, the reason that a lot of gay spaces are over-sexualized is there's not enough of them. Mm-hmm. And then we recognize that there needs to be more out there for us to do. And one of the things that we're possibly going to do is the other 51. So what are some of the ways in which you think other people could uh, help to change this? I mean... I mean, I guess just create safe spaces for. I mean, like, I, I, I will talk about myself. <laughs> I'm an artist. I love art. I really, actually, love creating around other people. I've always told you I think that you should um, have a black art gay collective. Um, it would be 
it, it kind of is my responsibility, I guess, to like start giving more spaces for gay artists to be around other artists. I mean, I know me, like, after art school, not having that regular critique, that regular motivation of making art or, or even having someone else examine my art super duper made me decrease in making art. So I feel like having a space of other black gay artists might motivate us all. Um, for me, likewise, if you have a thing, you know, explore that thing with other people because if people like it, you know, you gotta find your people, I guess, and make it stay fitting to be your people. Okay. Well, just kind of keep it within the time frame. I think we kind of talked about a number of good points. Mm-hmm. I think, um, this conversation, now that you talk about this a lot, this is the first time I've actually thought about it the way I'm thinking about it now. And it kind of makes me feel a little better that there's not an over-sexualization. It's just, we need more spaces. That makes you feel better. Because I was really concerned that it was like, you know, why is it that we can't get together without everybody just wanting to fuck? I've never really thought about it. It's like, well, shit, you have, again, one day a month to do so. So it's like... Jeepers Creepers, and it's like you got you got to be it once every twenty eight years, twenty eight days. Uh, I never feel that way. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but just again, so uh, to wrap this up, I think this was a very interesting conversation, at least for me. I hope you guys thought it was interesting. I hope you come back to keep listening to all of our interesting conversations. So thank you all again. Please like, share, subscribe. Tell everybody you know. This is the 3129 Podcast with your host, Ty. And Marquise. All right, bye. Later.